Would you like to work closer to home, save money on gas, and be rewarded for your hard work and attendance? Then Belicio Foods is looking for you. That's right, Belicio Foods is now hiring for multiple positions and shifts with great employee benefits, an on-site health clinic, competitive wages, and advancement opportunities. Belicio Foods is a company that truly values their employees. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com slash careers. You've had a month now, and you still haven't found it. What are you out there doing right now? Are you even listening to the clues? Do you want to win the KOs or not? Listen to the Mix FM. JJ, gosh, tell them what they got to do, man, because obviously they aren't doing it right. you got to be listening for the clues again each weekday morning when you wake up bright and early at 6 a.m. Matt McKee, Matt and the Morning Crew, they'll have that clue first thing for you bright and early each weekday morning. Again, go out and find that key packet. We've stashed it good somewhere across southern Ohio. We're not saying where. you just got to listen for the clues. And again, when you think you know where it's at, go find that key packet. Stop by our Total Media Studios at the Stockbuster Plaza on Main Street in Jackson. Turn it in, and you're going to write off on a KO Predator 125 or a KO, uh, KO Storm 150 from your friends at Honda Suzuki Polaris K&M of Jackson and Total Media. Better hurry, or it's going to be well used. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition um, of the morning show. It is shocker raining outside. It's Friday and it's raining. Shocker, right? But that's okay because there's sunshine in here because we have some beautiful girls from Jackson High School here to talk about something really cool coming up. So welcome. Happy to have you here. And uh, tell everybody who you are. Um, I'm Ali Castina. I am the president of the marching band. I'm Shuler Murray, and I'm the vice president of the marching band. And you were just here. I was just yeah. here, yeah. <laughs> With a different hat on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How funny. Okay, so you girls are here to talk about, obviously, marching band things. And our sweet Dylan is in the band as well. But you guys have something coming up, what, tomorrow? Yes. So we had our friends from Vinton County here, I think it was yesterday, day before yesterday, sorry, um, to talk about their first ever spring fling. Um, So you guys have kind of the same thing going on. So tell us about it. Um, Our spring fling tomorrow, it all starts at 4. There will be a dinner until 6 o'clock, and then our jazz band performs at 5, and then the middle school bands will start at 6, and then right after that is the big combined band of middle school and high school. We're also having um, penny auctions, blind auctions, 50-50 raffles, and whenever we have the big band, we have a live auction going on where each class has put together a basket, and so we have um, baskets for the Tour of Jackson, Summer Fun, Band Camp Survival, Disney, Tailgating, Family Night, and Lottery. There's also going to be a vendor fair in the field house, I yes. think. Yeah, in the, in the field house and also dessert auctions. Okay, mm-hmm. and the vendor fair, will it be at the same time? Yes. yes. Okay, so all of this is going on all at the same time. <laughs> Very cool. And you guys, um, so why is this important for people to come out? Um, it is 
one of our biggest fundraisers of the whole year. So it'll help fund, you know, like buses for away games, fees for solo ensemble, instrument repairs and uniform repairs yeah Yeah, all of that stuff everything like that and and i don't think that people understand how expensive and we talked with the the venton county kids a little bit about this but like how expensive it is to be in band yeah oh yeah and could you kind of like fill people in on you know what you just kind of touched on it but like what what is so expensive i mean instruments and all of that well there's instrument repair and you know if we have to get a new uniform or, you know, new pieces of uniforms, if they get old or torn or anything like that. Sure. So to buy new uniforms costs a lot of money. And, you know, we're going to Disney, um, right. which is a lot of money to go. Yeah. And, no um, yeah, so just a lot of fees for transportation and. So, you know, you think about, you know, transporting, like, the sports team, right? Like, so you guys, but you also have, how many members are in the band now? About 170, I'd say. We fill up four buses. So that's four four more buses in addition to, to, you know, the teams and the cheerleaders <laughs> and all that stuff going to the game. So all of that costs a lot of money. So you need to help these guys out. (laughs) All right. So what's your favorite thing about the spring fling? I'd say my favorite thing would probably be the big combined band because, you know, it's middle school and high school. And this year I'm looking forward to it especially because my brother, this is his first year in band. So I'll get to play with him. Oh, that's (laughs) fun. I have to agree with you. I think just the combined part because you get to meet all different age groups, especially in your own section. And so, like, last year, I got to, you know, kind of meet the freshmen this year. Mm-hmm. Bef- yeah. Like, kind of like a before. So like I a meet get and to, greet Yeah, kind of, kind of like yeah. get to know them. Before. Yeah. Very cool. Well, how hard is that, though, to combine all these bands together? Do you do, Have you guys, like, practiced all together? Or is it, like, <laughs> everybody just practices on their own, and then eventually yeah. you'll combine and mm-hmm. yeah. go for it? So what will you guys be playing together? Um, we'll be playing Hang On Sloopy and Rock Point Five. Cool. Very good. Can't go wrong with those, right? <laughs> All right. So let's talk about Disney for a minute. Um, how does that come to be? Like, do you just decide you're going to go play at Disney? Do they have to invite you? How does that work? I think they have to invite us, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and it's every four years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. So tell us about, I know Dylan was telling me that y'all are leaving, I think, Monday. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that whole trip. What will you get to do? Um, Other mo- than drive to Florida in a bus. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> Monday afternoon we leave, and then Tuesday um, we'll eat at the Rainforest Cafe, and then we'll be at a water park for some of the day. And then Wednesday is, like, the big, like, you know, going to all the, like, parks and such. And then Thursday is the day we actually march like down Main Street, and then Friday, and then it goes like Hollywood Studios. We go to Hollywood Studios, and then yeah. that night we leave and come back to Jackson. Okay, very cool. So you guys get to do some fun sightseeing stuff oh, yeah. while you're there as well, mm-hmm. and that's you know makes it all worthwhile. So what is that gonna be like? Like, so do you march in the like a parade at Disney, or is it just you all just marching down the street? How's that go? I'm not sure. I think it's a I think it's a parade because they have several parades a day mm-hmm. there at Disney. Yeah, so. A parade. Mm-hmm. so you'll be at the Magic Kingdom then yes. playing. And is it just one time that, that you do that, or is it a couple times during the day? It's just, just once. Oh, my gosh. Is it nerve-wracking? I'm a little bit more nervous about the heat. Yes, because it's. they said it's supposed to feel like 96 degrees, and we're in that 
full uniform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll be rough. Mm-hmm. But, hey, it's better than here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than 30 and rain, so <laughs> which we have every Friday. So, no, that will be so fun. Have you all been to Disney before? No. Really? So this will be, oh, my gosh, it's such a magical place. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk in and you're just like in another world. Dylan, have you been to Disney? Nope. Oh, this will be so fun. Mm-hmm. You guys will have such a good time and um, just enjoy every second of it. Yes. So, you know, and that this is a back to the spring fling. You know, this is why it's very important for people to come out and support you guys. So tell us a, a little bit. Can you expand on the baskets and stuff that are going to be? Do you know, like, what all's in them? Like, um, I know they have themes, but. Yeah. Um, each class um, does one of the baskets. So like, Tour of Jackson, I'd imagine that'd be, like, gift cards for probably places around Jackson. Like local places. Okay. Summer fun's probably, like, the normal, you know, summer stuff that you would have to buy. Um, Band Camp Survival, the eighth graders do that, so that's probably, like, sunscreen, water bottles, all that kind of stuff to get through band camp. Gotcha. Disney, is, I'd imagine, would be, like, Disney-themed stuff. Yeah. Tail- tailgating would probably be football-related in some way. Um, family night would probably be, like, board games, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. And then lottery probably be lottery tickets. <laughs> you might get lucky. Ooh, yeah. yeah, you might get lucky. There you go. Oh, I see lottery tickets up there. <laughs> Can you imagine if someone bought that basket and then won like a million dollars or something? Be awesome. Can you imagine? That would like, be so cool. That would be like the best thing yeah. ever to have that happen. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, cool. And so how do people bid? Because you mentioned penny auction and then a something else auction. Um, it's a 50-50 raffle. And then there was another auction, I thought you said. Mm, dessert auction. Dessert auction. Okay. All right. Very good. And um, ooh, are you guys cooking desserts? I am not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why not? (laughs) I've been kind of busy. Yeah. I see. I know. We were just talking about that off the air, too, about Dylan. And he said he was, you know, just been crazy lately. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, senior year, you guys are both seniors, right? Senior year gets a little bit nuts. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's okay. But just enjoy every second of it. Mm -hmm. So, you two... We're both in the musical over the yes, weekend, we were, yes. and I heard nothing. I wasn't able to make it, um, but I heard nothing but like, I mean, like rave reviews about this thing. So how did it go? It the went musical. Re- the musical. It went, <laughs> it went really well. We had it was pretty packed all yeah. three nights. Good and um, just. The energy of the audience really like hyped us oh, all yeah. up, and it, it was a really great time. Yeah, and it was this was only my second musical I've been in the cast for, and it was just the best time because you know, like she said, the audience was so like, you know, enjoyed being there, and it just made performing so much more fun. Mm-hmm. Right, because um, you know, you you like kind of feed off that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So what was what did you play in the um, musical? I was a bird girl. Bird girl. And I forget, you were... Gertrude. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so would you uh, recommend it to everybody to, to come out and be in musicals? Yes. Oh, yeah. It is the most fun you'll ever have. Yes. That's so good. I love that. But no, I I, t- I was like looking through Facebook. I'm like, oh, my God, people are just losing their mind over this thing. Like, this is so great. So good job. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. So is there anything else you would like to tell our viewers about your spring fling? 
I know. How do people like get tickets? How how do people come to it? I think you, you just show and you up. just show up. Okay. It's at the high school. Yep. Don't have to pay to get in, but Oh, okay. You can buy dinner, watch the jazz band, and then you know, bid on all the stuff and watch mm-hmm. all the a lot of bands. Love that. And um, what uh, is the dinner? We didn't mention that. I think it's chicken noodle day. Maybe. And then there's other stuff. We, we don't actually know for sure. <laughs> but it's like warm, like cooked dinner. Yeah. yeah. Like homemade, somebody oh, yeah. made mm-hmm. it dinner. Dylan, what's the dinner? Yeah, I'm not sure on that either. <laughs> You guys, I tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Come out, support uh, the kids this this coming Saturday, like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Spring Fling, Jackson High School. It is actually a chicken noodle dinner. There you there go. You go. Yeah. See, you were a good guess. <laughs> and uh, it starts at what time? Four. 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 So doors open probably around there, mm-hmm. and uh, you can just come in and hang out. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. And be entertained. Yes. Yeah. The whole night. I think it would be so fun to come and uh, listen to the combined, like mm-hmm. you said. I mean, obviously, so cool. all the bands are, are good, but, like, it would be really fun mm-hmm. to see everybody playing together. The mega band. The, yeah, the mega, mega band. band. <laughs> so how many people? So you guys have, like, 170. So yeah. how many other? How big will that be? We said at, at least, least 300. Oh, my gosh. It's mm-hmm. a lot of kids playing deal. instruments. Yes. Can I come and play the triangle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> That's the only thing they'll let James and I play. <laughs> I played saxophone. Oh, you played the saxophone? Yeah. I did play the clarinet for a year, and I don't think they wanted me back. Did you lose it? Yeah, no, I didn't lose it. I just sucked <laughs> real bad. <laughs> well, I, I, in my, I sucked because I didn't practice, because <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> so good for you guys for, for sticking with it. What instruments do you all play? Um, I'm a percussionist, so I'm kind of all over the place. Okay, cool. I play flute and piccolo. Okay, very good. And Dylan, what do you play? I'm a trumpet. You're a trumpet, that's right. Okay, cool. Well, you'll get to hear all of these kids tomorrow at the Spring Fling if you come out and see them. So very good. Well, is there anything else you'd like to tell our viewers? No. no. Well, thank you for stopping by, girls, and enjoy the rest of your senior year. Thank you. Have a blast at Disney. Thank you. Bring me back some Mickey Mouse ears. We will try our best. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. All right, Dylan, pull up this crappy weather forecast, if you would. There you go. Thanks, girls. Thank you. Have a great day. Um, All right. So here is your crappy weather forecast for the day. They are calling for a 90% chance of rain, which it is raining right now like hard so i would say 100 percent chance of rain highs today of 65 lows around 54 tomorrow on saturday um partly cloudy skies about a 30 percent chance of rain highs of 67 lows of 31 and um the good news is um the rain kind of moves out on saturday then that gets you Back to Sunday, which a little bit cooler temperatures, but at least some sunshine in the forecast. So we will take that. Then look at Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, some really, really warm temperatures uh, in the forecast. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, we'll take we'll take some warm temperatures. All right. So <laughs> we so don't know what we're doing here this morning, do we? Hi, James. I know what I'm doing. I'm just keeping the seat warm until Pete Wilson oh, walks there's in. There's Pete Wilson. Hi, Pete Wilson. The award, the award winning. The, the award winning Pete Wilson. 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 
Telegram. Telegram. I don't know. I saw your name on that. I don't know, Pete. Lot. We're just going to toot your horn for you because you're not going to okay, do it well, yourself. I'm just the one sitting in the seat. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Um, yeah. So, no, you had a very, very special day yesterday, right? Yes, it was. Uh, it was. Tell us, was. tell us what happened. Okay. Well, they did the, uh, they have an annual show. Um, we're talking about the Ohio News Media Association. That's the professional association for newspapers in the state. Yes. And they have a contest that they've been having many years called the Osmond C. Hooper Contest, named after a newspaper man from uh, decades ago who was real good at organizing a newspaper association that used to be the Ohio Newspaper Association for many years, and they just changed the name a couple of years ago. Okay. Anyway, this contest is for non-daily newspapers, non-daily meaning no more than three times a week. If you're four times a week, you're considered a daily. Okay. Three times a week or less, you're considered a weekly. Gotcha. Of course, the telegram is twice weekly. Yes. On Wednesdays and Saturdays. Uh, but anyway, in the Osmond C. Hooper contest, um, unless COVID rears its ugly head, <laughs> the last three years there has not been uh, a, a... They used to have a convention that was multi-day, now it is a one-day affair okay. where they announce the winners of the contest, but they also have uh, professional development sessions where, you know, there's networking going on. Gotcha. Uh, sometimes they have speakers in, celebrity speakers, professional speakers from outside that are experts in newspaper and media and, and like that. That and sounds this, fun. This was a little downscaled from what's happened in the past, but it was, uh, it was one day. And the, the, the big thing definitely was announcing the newspaper contest uh, winners and the telegram has always competed in that uh-huh. we'll see you know how we measure up and so forth and this year um they earlier about two months ago they um not quite two months ago uh, six weeks or so ago they announced that they uh, they let you know that you won awards <clears throat> but they didn't tell you everything they didn't tell you what place they gotcha or what particular entry won if you entered more than one entry in the different categories But yesterday, all that information came out, and the bottom line is, though the telegram, uh, it was was truly the greatest day we've ever had. Uh, I'll have to say that. That's great. When I say that, uh, we ended up winning in our division. There was three divisions, A, B, and C, based on a number of subscriptions, and we're in the middle. We're Division B. Okay. We were named the Newspaper of the Year, (gasps) which was, was... it's not one of those beauty con. Yes, I know. It was. It was a round thr- of applause. It was thrilling, um, because there's 26 newspapers that entered, uh, approximately eight or nine, eight, uh, eight to ten in each category. So you know we're competing against other newspapers across the state. You don't wow. have to enter. It's up to you whether to enter or not. Yeah. And then um, some judges judge in each category. There's a total of. Uh, 18 categories, uh, and, you know, every, a lot of it has to do, you know, with the news side, but uh, but also there's advertising, design in there, mm-hmm. website, et cetera. Sure. All the things, you know, that, that a newspaper is involved in these yeah. days. And so it's not a beauty contest or anything like that, but in each category, there's a point value. You get so many points for a first place, so many points for a second place, so many points for a third when they add up all the points from the category, whoever has the most points, whichever newspaper, wins the newspaper of the year. We were the winner in Division B. Uh, the Jaga, or I'm sorry, the Gazette, I'm not sure where they're out of, they won, won in Division A, and the Archibald Buckeye, way up around Toledo, won in Division C. But 
<clears throat> we won, Jennifer, and we've never come close to this before. We won uh, 24 individual awards. What? Uh, and the, the newspaper of the year, which is the ultimate, would make 25. To put it in context, uh, the best we have ever done, and, and in all honesty, we're usually above average. The best we've ever done is 14. Oh, and, my God. And we went 25 this year. And so, every, you know, the stars were aligned and all like that because, you know, in, in one year we won three. You know, and, and sure. threes might be a little less than average. Uh, you know, that was a down year, but it, it's, it's most of the same folks. So, you know, there's some luck involved and just whether the judges just happen to like your stuff. But <clears throat> we easily won the Newspaper of the Year Award by points. Uh, you know, they don't tell you what the final point totals were, but we ended up with 11 first places out of the 18 categories. Uh, in one category, headline writing, we won first, second, and third. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. They didn't even tell us about that. We thought we didn't win any headline awards. We, were, we had four second-place awards and nine third-place awards. Man. And so myself was up there, Nanette Wickline, who is now our regional development person, working uh, both the radio and newspaper side. She was there uh, to experience it and also learn some things on the newspaper side because her background is mainly in radio. And then also uh, Joel Walton. Unfortunately for Joel, he came up to, Poor enjoy Joel. The, to enjoy the convention and became ill on the way and was not able to stay. <laughs> but, but he was he was going to be there and, and wanted to stay and all like that. But this is this is this award, this Newspaper of the Year award, is something that uh, honestly, and this is just not something polite to say. It's the truth. It's everybody from top to bottom in this organization. First of all, we can't have a newspaper if the ownership isn't willing to do it. That's and true. And the truth is, and, and even with our paper, as well as we did in this contest, I mean, it is a, it is a challenge financially these days for all newspapers. Absolutely. Because the way it's, the world that has become with the electronics and, and the free information that's out there, yes. social media, it is difficult. But... The ownership, uh, starting with Alan Stockmeister, has been committed. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, you know, our top administration, uh, uh, Cora Willett, is kind of like the liaison between the top and total media. Mm -hmm. She's very much involved in that. Courtney <coughs> Leach, our general manager, yep. who's pretty new at that, but obviously everybody loves her, and she's very supportive. And then everybody, everybody, not just on the news staff, but also uh, on the support staff, advertising, graphics, and like that, it all has to come together. It truly takes it all, an army, it, doesn't it? It? All, it? it truly all has to come together. Um, and then uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say this, and she will not want me to say this, but I'm going to say it. Pam Wilson, who is my wife, yes, uh, had been on the staff for many years. She had always coordinated and compiled and did a lot of the leg behind the scenes work on the Hooper contest because uh, there's a, a cause it, it's two things. You've got to be able to do good work then you've got to be able to do the homework to submit it. Correct. That, that's some time involved in there, too. And she did the lion's share of that again this year, you know, even though she's no longer a paid member of the staff. And so <laughs> without that... Thanks, uh, Pam. Right. Without her, without the good work that everybody did, uh, you know, this wouldn't have happened. But just real quick, some of the, the things we won first place in, news coverage. That is, of course, if you only win one award, yeah, right. you, you want it to be through news coverage. Yes. That's very basic. We won uh, two awards for best news story, uh, including a first place by Philip Buffington for one of his stories. Does it does it say like what the story yeah. is? What his story? I'm, I'm curious. What, yeah, no, that's okay. What his story was 
was the story about, it was, the headline was Searching for Closure, and it was about when they found the submerged uh, car uh, there in the strip mine pond. Yeah, okay. Uh, over there in Wellston. Yeah. And uh, a family had been searching for their, for a missing uh, relative. Uh, now he's like, a, he would be a grandfather. Sure. He just disappeared in the 1960s without a trace and they don't know what happened to him. Yes. And so, you know, they find, and they know that he was last seen in this vehicle. And so they find a submerged vehicle and they wonder if that might be him. It turned out not to be him. Yes. But the drama Philip captured the drama of all that for that family gotcha. and talking about it and like that. And, you know, they had to convince the emergency services people to get involved and like that, the mm-hmm. fire department, the police department, the sheriff's department, and all like that. Because his disappearance was, well, it wasn't necessarily a criminal thing, but it was mysterious. They didn't know what happened to him. He just checked out. Just right. not and there so, anymore. So all that yeah. backstory in there, along with, you know, um, the uh, emergency effort to retrieve the submerged vehicle and open it up and see if you know if there is somebody in there and what's in there. So that received first place. Awesome. Uh, we also received the first place in in-depth reporting, and that was for 92 separate stories that we wrote about COVID. So oh gosh. So you know I, I know that it was repetitive. It? You know a lot of statistics, but also other stories, more in-depth stories about COVID, and I guess. The judges got tired of seeing 92 different stories. So they just said, you're first place. <laughs> so, no. so we were very proud of that. We also had uh, two places in best local feature out of the three. We had two places for best local profile. And the first place award was one that I happened to write about Dr. Ball retiring. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, that was nice. Okay, we won first place in original columns. And you know who that was? That was Red Thompson Jr., now, what? Red Thompson Jr. Good first job, place Red. in the state, and uh, it, first and third or something. Uh, well, he's done. He's he's placed before in this one. It was a different thing that he won third okay. place in. We'll get to that. But he was he's won first place in original columns before. This it was no accident. I think you know from just Red being on uh, television, Jennifer, and you talking to him when he's here. Is he connected with the community and kind of has a perspective? for what's going on there, sees beyond the headlines and like that. And that was what the judges, I think, saw on his columns. Uh, he had a tribute column in there to someone that had passed. Uh, he had columns about a basketball coach, a revered basketball coach who was moving on to another school. Those were two of them. Oh. And then, then he had some general columns just about people that you only have if you committed, you care, and you've been around for a while. That's right. So congratulations to Good Red. Good job, Red. And then Alex Shope, our editorial assistant, um, he does a lot of the grunt work, you know, at the computer, processing mm-hmm. stories, doing some copy editing for me. He moves a lot of work. Sometimes he doesn't always feel real well, unfortunately. He's battled some health issues, but he always finds a way to come to work or he works from home. That's right. I mean, Trooper, yes. with a capital T, is Alex Shope. But anyway, he won a first place for editorials. Good job, I was Alex. So, I was so proud of him because... A lot of what I have him do is, is not like byline stories, mm-hmm. you know, but he relishes the opportunity when he gets it, often volunteers for them. Yes. And he wrote this on his own about Scott King. Scott King, who did work for the city, but he has a military background. Scott King shared a very interesting story. He was involved in military intelligence for a while, still yes. is connected with the military. Yep. Uh, and he worked 
to get some of the people out of Afghanistan. Yes, when, he was on the show, I think. Right, he uh, was. He, I remember yeah. that now. And Scott's just a, a great guy, yeah. and he was willing to share that story. That's awesome. And, you know, instead of just you know writing several paragraphs or running these pictures, Alex really went to his home and had an in-depth interview. Yes, and wrote it with a little bit of an opinion slant, so it uh, classified as an editorial. So first place to him for that. Uh, for best page design, we're getting into graphics now. Our two graphics people are great. Andy Hudnell and Christina Bryan, they share the credit on about everything. That's the way they want it. Yeah. But they but each one will do an individual page design. There were three page designs awarded, and we won two of them. Oh, wow. Uh, one was for a 4th of July page uh, where a lot of color involved, and another was uh, one of our graduation layouts that we do. Oh, we always okay. make a deal, a big deal out of graduation, and one of those layouts won a third place award. Okay, advertising staff. Uh-huh. First place <gasps> for our advertising staff. Now, that's the only one, the only advertising award there is among all those categories, so that's great to hit that. And that's really two different uh, departments, two different components. You've got your advertising sales. They're, they sell the ads. They wouldn't be there if they didn't go out and do that. And, of course, that is our revenue to... to to keep the paper going. Sure. The main revenue is advertising in any newspaper if it's working. And then number two, the graphics people make the advertising advertisements look good. Correct. You can't do it with either one. You either got to sell the ad and then you got to present it. Yep. So uh, that would be our sales staff, uh, which right now is headed up by Nanette Wickline. Mm -hmm. Now, she's new. She was not involved in this year's, in this category, but she's doing that now. Courtney yep. kind of was uh, multitasking and overseeing that during the Hooper year. Yeah. Uh, but really, the sales staff uh, who have some experience just did a lot of that on their own. You've got Joel Walton, who's got a long newspaper background. He was, of course, you know, up at the convention, and, or not the convention, but at our awards ceremony, but couldn't stay because he got sick. But then over there, also on the advertising side, you've got Chris Henry, who has been around about as long as I have on, uh, for, on the radio mm -hmm. and sells newspaper now, of course, too. Uh, you've got uh, Derek McManus over there now who's doing more sales as yes. well as doing some computer work. Uh, you got Brock Wolford who is new yep. over there, mainly working in Athens on the radio. You've got Eric Landrum who is new. I know he's going to be very good working here in Jackson, mm -hmm. selling both radio and, and newspaper. And Porter House, Rodney Tomlin, we've <laughs> talked about him mainly on the radio side, but he did some newspaper sales as well yes. too. So all those people. Uh, you know, had something to do with J.J. Hale, of course, our director of radio operations, works very well with us, you know, on that on that kind of stuff, too, mm -hmm. and supports us, uh, you know, on the newspaper side. So that was a that was that was very nice. Also, one of the stories that Phil Buffington wrote, I have to throw this in there since uh, it involves the radio side. Phil Buffington wrote uh, a very uh, detailed features on uh, John Pelletier and Lou Davis mm -hmm. when they retired, and that yes. won a second-place award. Really? And That's he also great. Run, he also ran a profile of J.J. Hale, which was an award winner. Yes. So, you know, all that stuff together about our radio people, Phil deserves a credit for doing an exhaustive interview, writing a long story, but a great profile of all those people. Mm -hmm. And obviously the, the things that they did contributed to that award being won because it was a great story to tell. Yeah. They, they were great stories to tell. All right, on uh, best news photo and best feature photo, uh, we won two of the three awards in those two categories. Uh, second place through uh, 
Jeremiah Shaver on news photo, third place to Red Thompson Jr. on on news photo, on feature photo. First place goes to Jeremiah Shaver. And you may remember this photo. If we put it up there, we don't have the photo for this. Mm -hmm. I wish we did, but uh, maybe we'll show it another time. But it was Paul Hauer walking between the flags at the Field of Heroes thing that the Wellston Rotary... We'll find it here real quick, Pete, so you can show it. Okay. Because it is a great mood picture. It's simple, but so effective. Yes. Paul's got, of course, the military background, very proud of his veteran status. And he was up at the Field of Heroes, and he was just walking in between those flags, the flags flanking him on both sides, a little bit of wind whipping there. And it was just, you know, a just great a beautiful photo. photo. And yeah. I think Jeremiah just, yeah, happened to be in the right place at the right time to capture that. Right. And then third place in that category, I took a picture of a little girl who did not want to have her picture taken painting a pumpkin. I waited until she, till she, till she didn't think I was taking a picture. And I took <laughs> one, and she was smiling. Then she wouldn't smile for me when I was trying to pose it. So uh. anyway, that was uh, that was best feature photo. Um, Okay, for uh, best headline, <laughs> we won all three. Uh, cat- we won all three places in best headline. Wow! And the first place headline was Alex Shopes. Okay, there is a place downtown in Jackson, uh, Thompson Eye Repair, where they do uh, they repair iPhones. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And they have the coffee shop in yeah. there. It's kind of a weird combination. Yeah. The, but anyway, yeah. his first place headline was uh, about that business, Thompson's Eye Repair, more than meets the eye. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So you know the play on words sometimes will 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 do it. Uh, <laughs> Jeremiah Shaver won a second place for headline. Remember last year's spring play uh, in Oak Hill, singing in the rain. Yes. Jeremiah's headline was one hundred percent chance of rain in Oak Hill. Uh huh. So, and then uh, the third place headline was my headline, signed, sealed, and delivered, which was about an adoption. So. And that was actually Justin Skagg's line, and I just used it in the headline. So I, he <laughs> Thanks, should, Justin. He should, he should have won the award. Okay. Then in a special section, special edition or section, a second place, and that's our sports guys. I was so glad to see them win an award. Yes. Um, they won it for their football preview, which we do a little bit more uh, for football than uh, some of the other papers do. And the judges, even though it's something that a lot of papers do, I guess ours was good enough to win a second-place award. And um, that would be be sports editor Todd Compston and Red Thompson Jr., who is his main right-hand man in sports when he's not writing all all that stuff in Benton County. Yep. So um, congratulations uh, to them. Okay, here's the picture right there. There, there is. Oh, that is so good. There is the Paul Haller Award, or not the Paul Haller Award, the picture where Paul Haller is walking there among those flags. And, you know, it, sometimes the simplest pictures, mm-hmm. you know, they show up and they grab you. And that obviously grabbed the judges. It grabbed For me. Sure. We put it on the first, we put it on the front page. And sometimes I tell you what, it's just not an eye for a photo and the technical ability. You know, it's the framing of the photo, the cropping of it, you know, before you present it. But sometimes, I tell you what, and this is really an advantage in this digital age, mm-hmm. take a lot of photos, then pick the, then pick the best ones. That's it's true. not like in the old film days where, oh, we can't waste film. Yeah, I know, right? I only you know? have 24 so, pictures I mean, I, on this I mean, I, mean I, I, went, I, went, I went through those as well. So, um, anyway. Uh, That's great. Thanks, James, for finding that. Right. Okay, this is the Ukraine picture uh, from the service. Now, isn't that, isn't that great? That was during a prayer. 
And uh, I happened to be there on the front row. Red came on his own to take pictures. I told him he didn't have to because I was there, but he came anyway. Yeah. He was kind of interested in the issue. And uh, that is some of the folks who either spoke or just attended that prayer service at the Methodist Church yes. uh, after the height of the Ukraine crisis, where you know Russia invaded and a lot of folks in this country cared about Ukraine. You see Dave Samples mm-hmm. there on the left, uh, Jerry, his wife, right next to him. Uh, a couple other folks there as well. That you see uh, David Gillum with the funeral home there in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, also Marty Jacobs back there beside him. But you can see they're holding those little Ukraine flags, yes. the, the red or the yellow and blue flags, and they're bowing their heads there. And Red thought enough to turn around and take a picture and not interrupt anything. So love that. Uh, the judges like that. That was a third place uh, picture. Okay. Also. There's another category called community awareness, where they give you credit if you uh, uh, bring attention to an important issue in the community. Okay. And we won first place and third place in that category. First place was a 10-piece series about the threatened closing of the Chillicothe Veterans Administration Medical Center. Remember, it looked like that even though it was going to be a while before it happened, it looked like it was on on the conveyor belt to be cashiered, even mm-hmm. though so many veterans in this part of the state depend on it, even more so the ones like in Jackson and Vinton County is just a county away. Yep. You're talking about going to Cincinnati, Columbus, Huntington, West Virginia, or wherever for service. Yeah. And you know, some a of the veterans farther. might they might not might not do that, even though they're veterans and they have these benefits. But uh, this 10 piece series um, myself, Red Thompson Jr., and Philip Buffing, and all contributed to it. It won first place, and the way it worked out, it had it. There was uh, nine stories, many photos, and an editorial too, because the editorial was written after uh, it was saved. Sherrod yes. Brown really, United States Senator Sherrod Brown really, maybe was first and foremost in trying to save it. Did a lot of lobbying, uh, got a lot of veterans groups and uh, veterans offices like uh, Arnold Tripp's office here in Jackson mm-hmm. County and the veterans office in Vinton County to get involved, write letters, have meetings. They had veterans stand up. They did video of them telling them how important the VAMC in Chillicothe was to them. For sure. And, the, and I mean, some of them d- said, you know, I'm not going to go to Cincinnati. I know that's on you if you don't do it, but it's not convenient. Gas mileage and everything. Correct. And, and the diagnostic stuff, you're thinking, you know, I'm, I'm not going to drive that far. It was a big deal it, a that that was going to close. Yes. And you never know. I mean, budgets and administrations come and go. But right now, um, it was basically it was basically taken away from the administration is what happened there. I mean, it was ticketed by the new administration to go based on recommendations that were during the previous administration, the Trump administration, by a committee. Mm -hmm. And basically what happened was the legislature, and I think Sherrod Brown had a whole lot to do with this, they just didn't vote on it. They didn't approve it. Even though they said they would later, they just were going to let it sit there so it's not going to happen. Even though there was a lot of time that, that was spent studying what they think ought to be done. And I know I'm sounding local and biased, but why you would close that facility it's when it's so important geographically. It and they had put a lot of money into improvements over there. Yeah, it's, and, it's and, absolutely and insane. The, the replacement was going to be they were going to build a new outpatient clinic, which I know that would have been nice. But why would you spend the money to build an outpatient clinic when you already have all that? And I, it's not like it's falling apart. 
I have no idea. And and shove it to our veterans? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, it was that, no. That was exactly how they felt. They felt betrayed. They should have. Right. Absolutely. That's, right. And then uh, a third place category in that community awareness, a third place winner, was a nine piece series all by Red Thompson Jr. <laughs> on one of his favorite topics. I know when he comes in here and talks, you might think, oh, here we go on tourism. But, you know, you've heard that phrase, heritage tourism. And Red, probably as much as anybody other than the Vinton County CVB and some of the public officials is pushing that. He feels like there is a real opportunity in Vinton County because of its location. You know, the outdoors, the forest, Lake Hope. And there it sits right next to the ever-popular Hocking Hills. Yes. So if you can get some of those million-plus people yes. to come to Hocking Hills to spill over, yep. give them some reason to come, uh, you know, that's what the Hotel MacArthur is about, you know, the big restoration of the hotel. Yes. That's about what the new park district is about. And that's what, uh, you know, building up some facilities there, like Zaleski which is right next to Lake Hope State Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, they already get a great attendance at Lake Hope State Park, but if they had, they don't even have a convenience store and gas they station. They don't even have a Zaleski. gas station. Wouldn't you think that there is an opportunity there? Uh, and if it yeah. was there, that might help with tourism and visitors and like that. So it's a lot of little things coming together to, 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 to bring. It's having some entertainment and activities, mm-hmm. you know, that will, uh, that will get some people. Like the Turkey Festival, if they're able to get somebody like Pam Tillis, they couldn't this year. That might bring in some people Absolutely. while they're here. They're visiting Lake Hope. They're visiting some other attractions. And you know what? Jackson County's just down the road. Correct. We don't hear about it about in Jackson County, but there's opportunities here as well. So I think that that moved the judges too. There was a lot of enterprise initiative and original thought by Red yes. on that heritage tourism stuff. Not just what covering what other people are doing, but kind of like opining on his own about it. So, yeah, for I mean, sure. I mean, he is very committed on that. But anyway, the bottom line, Jennifer, is we are very proud. You uh, should we be. Are, we are very proud, and we thank you for always being supportive. And, and this man over here, James Hamilton, is a, a contributor to what we do at Total Media on the newspaper side. He has taken some dynamite photos. We know he does that. Oh, yes. Um, and also uh, some of the video work that he does. That, uh, and he, of course, was uh, the main driver to get us hooked up with the new website as well, mm-hmm. which is a major improvement from what we had before. And on the news side, on the content side, we've tried to take advantage of it by putting on more stories and in, uh, in a more timely manner. Well, you guys are just rocket all the time. Uh, see, Rick says, well-deserved. Congratulations to all the staff. So you all, I, I, I hope that folks realize what the hard work and, and what the talent that we have in, in this, you know, building. And um, you all uh, deserve every bit of that. Well, that you're, you're very kind. But like I say... It's everything coming together. Well, it's great because it's a. It is when you say it's a team effort. That's an understatement. Everybody, and on the, yeah, everybody. It's amazing. On, everybody on the news staff directly won awards, mm-hmm. multiple awards, or were involved as a member of a team mm-hmm. because most of the awards were as a member of the team. That's right. Because even on an individual story, sometimes there's more than one person involved in that. Yep. You know, there might be a byline on the story, but there's things that happen along the way. There's the editing. Uh, somebody may contribute to a story uh, that somebody else wrote in some way. And then, of course, the presentation is everything. 
you know, if it doesn't look good out there, you know, on a page, Correct. You know, if it doesn't draw you in, you know, the, 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 the presentation is, is so important. Yes. So it, it all, it all, it all falls in there. Very good. So thank you very much, Jennifer. Um, but, uh, well, thank you. We'll, we'll talk about some of the, some of the other news now in our, in our last 15 minutes here. Sure. And then, you know, we'll make up for the fact, I know, uh, we weren't on yesterday and then, you know, today is just part of the time and a good part of the time we're talking about us. Hey, that's well-deserved. I know, but I'd rather talk about the news. That's what we're about. But uh, a few other things that we want to mention on the news side real quickly. Um, We had uh, a uh, a very destructive fire again uh, this past Wednesday on Electric Park Road, Mm -hmm. which I know is identified with Wellston, but this was actually in Cole Township, Mm -hmm. just over the township line. So the Colton Fire Department was the main responder, but there were other fire departments there as well, Wellston, Jackson, Bloomfield Township, Hamden, all there. And it was at the, uh, it was at the home of Stephen Williams, and it started in the garage. Yeah, I heard pretty, that. pretty much destroyed the garage. Uh, it was an attached garage, so it did get into the house a little bit. And, you know, we can't emphasize enough. And you look there, oh, well, they saved the house. Well, the problem is there is fire damage, but the smoke and water damage oh, that often go throughout the goodness. house, I mean, it can often be a total destruction. Yes. Maybe not the main structure, but, you know, by the time you add up all the damage that was inside because of something you can't salvage, yep. that's what it amounts to. It's usually worse than it even looks. Um, but uh, uh, Chief Johnny Baker, we re- appreciate him giving us information on that uh, since he's been chief first of the year, just like Chris Brown before him doing a great job with the Colton Fire Department. He texted me some information just as soon as, uh, you know, they got off that fire. So we will have a story in our print edition with a picture or two, and we already do have that story online. All right, uh, so that was yeah. one of the worst things that hate happened. To, hate to hear that. Another thing that happened a, l- a little bit um, at, the end of, uh, at, the end of, at the end of last week um, was uh, actually it was on actually it was on Monday it okay. was actually on Monday and, and it was uh, a front page story in our Wednesday paper and that was uh, some uh, kind of uh, continuing uh, dissension with the Board of Elections on who should serve. Uh, Marsha Beatty had been a Democratic appointee on our Jackson County Board of Elections. There's four members of the Board of Elections. It's bipartisan. The Republican Committee. Uh, countywide committee appoints the two Republican members as well as one staff member, either director or deputy director. The Democrats do the same. All right. Even <laughs> though the individual committees uh, recommend someone, it's technically a recommended, but the full board has to go along with it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in this case, the Republican members of the board were not satisfied with Marsha Beatty as, a, as the deputy director. She was a Democratic appointee. Of course, the Democrats have yelled foul, you know, that their recommendation should have been honored or whatever. And the Republicans saying, and this is pretty well comes out in Phil Buffington's story, questions about, you know, I'm sure that it's very embarrassing for Marsha, feeling like she's not up to the position Mm -hmm. and just, you know, just can't handle it and shouldn't be in it. So, you know, hard to know, you know, when you're on the outside, but those were the two sides. Uh, yeah. the, the Democrats, a uh, chairman of the Democratic Party in Jackson County, Lisa Parker, feeling that it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a party thing. It's a, it's a partisan shot that's not right. Mm-hmm. That the Republicans should support the persons who the Democrat want for that mm-hmm. position. The Republicans saying they just want somebody in there who is fully competent, and that's the most important thing. So. 
the bottom line is Oof. that because it was a 2-2 split, mm-hmm. it went to the Secretary of State, who is a Republican, Frank LaRose, mm-hmm. and he, after whatever he needed to do to make the decision, he sided with the two Republican members, which means that Marsha Beatty can no longer remain as the as the deputy director. The Republican appointee, Margaret Casey, is the director of right. the Board of Elections. It can be either director, deputy director, Republican, Democrat. Usually, if the director is one party, the chairman of the board is the other. In our county, Rodney Smith, a Democrat, is the chairman of the of the board. Yeah. Um, Rodney Smith, Elaine Speakman are the Democrat members of the Board of Elections. Kaida Newell and uh, Deborah Cantor mm-hmm. are the Republican members of the Board of Elections. So this has been this has been you know you know kind of a hard thing that's going along. Yeah. Uh, you know disagreements there at least on this issue on this on this personnel issue. I don't want to say it's unprecedented, but it's not not a normal thing to have happen. Well, it, I will say this: uh, over the years, it's kind of assumed that whoever the party wants is going to be okay. Yeah. Now, maybe uh, it, maybe there's never been a situation where a competence issue has come up. And I'm not going to make that call whether, you know, yeah, there's I mean, a competence we don't know. issue here, <laughs> but the Republicans say there was. Okay. All right? So um, now the Democratic Committee is going to have a virtual meeting. It's a, announced in our paper. It will be paper in our paper Saturday, and it's online already. They're going to have a virtual meeting to nominate somebody else for that deputy director position. Okey and then dokey. it'll have to go through the same process. The board will have to approve it. And then, okay. So that 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 will be happening <laughs> soon because we've got a primary election I was coming gonna up. Say, I mean, this is, Wow. Right. So but that virtual meeting is going to be at 8.30 a.m. And uh, I imagine that Lisa Parker will see that the members of the, of the Jackson County Democratic Executive Committee who make that decision will, um, will be informed about the meeting, and then we will hear about it after the fact. Well, they're going to have to move fast, Pete. Yes, they are. They are. And that's why this meeting is taking place so soon. Uh, the Frank LaRose decision came in a letter that we received uh, actually the same day on Monday. Okay. We have it. We had it in our Wednesday paper. Mm-hmm. Phil Buffington did an excellent job turning that story around with a lot of background in it so that if you weren't aware of the background, uh, because this was an issue before. This has been the, 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 ongoing the, for the, the, the Republicans a long want, time. The Republicans felt there was another Democratic committee uh, or another applicant for the position on the Democrat side who would be better and better qualified, and the Democrats, you know, basically felt that was their call, not the Republicans' yeah. call. So, anyway, so we'll Oof. see what happens. It, it may go on. All right, um, have we talked about the the new fishing festival that's going to happen? Well, no. Well, James mentioned it, mm-hmm. but, yeah, so um, let's talk about that for a minute. Okay, well, of course, you know, we spin the wheel back real quickly. We know that it was decided, as we feared, that the trout festival is gone because there's no trout. There's no trout. Right. It's very basic. And that is <laughs> that is because the Ohio Department of Natural Resources We could be sick and twisted and, and just tell people they have to go out and fish for trout. <laughs> well, there's there, no there, trout there, in the pond. There, yeah, well, <laughs> in the I, I don't know whether any of them survived. I always assumed that they survived. And then, you know, I know they didn't reproduce, but I assume they survived as long as a fish survives. Well, appa- apparently not. No. and Because I, of the, the water temperatures. It's interesting that all of that has come out because mm-hmm. of this that, I don't know, I... It kind of seems 
seems mean to put fish in a lake to meet their demise. Like, well, you know, like they can't survive. Well, they, they are there for our pleasure. That's, yeah, I, I mean, think that's how the ODNR cool. looks at it. Fish have feelings. Well, uh, they, they don't want to put them now where two things are going to happen. They're not going to survive and not enough of them are going to be caught. Right. And so, honestly, it works against the smaller areas. Sure. The, the, the lakes that are located in light fishing pressure area. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't people who like the fish, probably per capita, probably more down here. Yeah, right. But there's still more people around Columbus, Cincinnati, or, where, or wherever. Yeah. So, unless, you know, you can put those fish in there and catch them before they die, it's not a good business thing. No. It costs $5 a fish for the state of Ohio to yeah. do this. So... You're just going to have to go to the city to fish <laughs> if you want trout. And, and, and that involves Lake, Ham Lake Hammertown and Lake Alma because they yes. both have got the trout. So anyway, so what they're going to do is this was just determined by the FOP a week or so ago. And there was speculation that they might do this, but it was just came into being here about a week ago. Uh, Aaron Irvin, who mm -hmm. along with Butch Aldridge has been, uh, you know, the main person coordinating this for Jackson FOP Lodge. 96, he announced that there's going to be, a lot of details have to be worked out, but there's going to be a fishing tournament at, uh, at Hammertown, uh -huh. June the 17th. That is on a Saturday. Okay. And it is going to be called the Butch Aldridge Memorial Fishing Tournament. I think this is like one of the most appropriate and awesome things I've heard in such a long time. Right. I, Love that. I mean, that man was up at 4 a.m. on Trout Fishing Day for years and I, years and years. It's just so you know, good. Our main, and I'm sitting right here where I am now talking about the yep. Trout Festival, even on TV for many years, uh, collaborating with us on the newspaper staff to publicize what was going on, making sure that we got information when we came out to see a trout, you know, get caught. So anyway, a lot of details are going to come out later on that, but it is going to be on Saturday, June the 17th. It'll run kind of like throughout the day, just like the Trout Festival does too. Um, remember, there are other fish in Hammertown. There's a lot of fish and, in Hammertown, yeah. And the weather's going to be a little warmer. It might yes. be easier to catch some of those fish than it was uh, in mid-April. You know, it'd be interesting to to be told, like, did you ask the question what kind of fish are in Hammertown and that survive and that spawn and all of that? Well, the thing that they stock now that's new is something called sawgai, all right? Uh-huh. Uh, that is a... I think if I'm right on this, it is uh, it is uh, it is the product of mating between a sauger and a walleye. All right, they won't put walleye in in Hammertown, even though there are a few still there, and there's some very good fishermen who go after them. And I don't think there's any sauger at all. But sawgai is what the state likes to put in. They are also sterile, but okay. they apparently can survive in our waters. Gotcha. So, but of course. Some of the biggest largemouth bass around are there. They're not easy to catch here in Hammertown, but they're there. <laughs> they're big I, for a reason. <laughs> I know as a kid you can catch sunfish there. Okay. So, uh, there's lots of those. There's, um, you know, there's, there's catfish, of course, you know. Lots of catfish and big catfish out there, channel cats to catch. So uh, there's, a, there's a lot of fish in Hammertown. I think there may be a few northern pike in there swimming around. Okay. They might be the biggest fish in there at all. But anyway, um, I think probably the 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 species that they'll go after is bass. That's, yes. that's what a lot of the fishermen like. But maybe the biggest fish might be some big old catfish that they get. So, so we will see. Oh, and Scary. unfortunately, there's some carp in there too. Uh, but let me tell you something about the carp. They're considered junk fish. Yes. Uh, they're, they they kind of get in there and they take over. But I tell you what, 
there's nothing that will fight you harder than a carp if you get a carp on the line. Oh, really? They do not want to be landed. <laughs> and they're big and they pull hard. Just imagine a 20-pound goldfish. Oh, my. <laughs> they're so, feisty. All right. Uh, we're running out of time, so I want to tell you about a few time-sensitive things. Um, the county commissioners last week uh, recognized and proclaimed April as Child Abuse, abuse mm. Prevention Month. And, you know, the stats are staggering on that. Maybe next week we'll give you some more stats on it's, that. And let me tell you, I hate to tell you this, it's worse than it was. They have so many more people addressing it, and they still cannot keep up with it. But uh, uh, they're going to do, uh, they're going to plant pinwheels, kind of like a symbolic uh, thing where you pass by, and, and that'll hopefully make you think about yes. the problem of child abuse. But these pinwheels are going to be uh, planted throughout the county, different places on Monday. And we want to tell you about that so you can be looking for them or even attend the ceremony. Uh, they're going to be 1 p.m. at the city building in Wellston, 2 p.m. at Jackson's Manpower Park, and 3 p.m. Uh, at Etna Park in Oak Hill. And so um, all these places are going to have pinwheels and officials, uh, county officials, uh, Tammy Osborne Smith or members of her staff, they will all be there for these pinwheel planning ceremonies. Okay. And I know, I don't know the time when they're going to do it, but I think they're going to do it Tuesday in Vinton County as well. And Red Thompson Jr., of course, will let us know about that. Okay, Easter is a week away, but you can go out and get Easter eggs this weekend. <gasps> Plenty of them. Here, here where there's some Easter egg hunts. This Saturday at 12 p.m. at Buckeye Furnace State Memorial. All right? And that is... Oh, that'll be fun. And the Easter Bunny is going to be there. All right? I know about that one. The Jackson Area Kiwanis Club is going to do a big one here in Jackson. It'll be at 1 p.m. at Manpower Park, 10,000 candy-filled eggs. Wow. So the Kiwanis, they do such a great job on the kids' side doing things for kids. That's their deal. It used to be the Calvary Methodist Church, but now it's the Kiwanis Club. Then in Oak Hill at 11 a.m., the Liberty Baptist Church We'll have what they're calling the Oak Hill Community Easter Egg Hunt. It will be at Etna Park, 4,500 eggs and some prizes if you get a golden egg. Oh. And then next week, there's going to be even more Easter egg hunts, including the big one that the Sons of the American Legion yes. do in Wellston. That sucker so, is you know, huge. We will tell you all about that. This is the weekend for the Wellston High School Drama Club play. Of course, we had uh, some of the kids in to talk about that yes. not too long ago. The Adams Family School Edition. Yes. And Jennifer, I, I know you think you're getting up there, but I bet you don't even remember the Adams Family sitcom, do well, you? We were discussing that. Not really. Well, I do. I'm guilty. <laughs> the same year, the same year, this was so funny. The Adams Family came out on one network and the Munsters came out on so another network. I get them confused <laughs> because I remember the Munsters, but I don't remember the Adams Family. Well, the Adams Family, uh, you, you had. Um, you had Gomez Adams and Morticia. Carolyn Jones was Morticia. You had Uncle Fester, of yes. course. And you had uh, Wednesday and Pugsley. And you had uh, The Thing. Yeah. And you had thing. Cousin It. Yes. They were, I, I'm not getting them mixed up. I think they're all Adams Family. Yes. But then we've had all these uh, playoffs, the Adams Family sequel uh, plays and movies. And this, yes. this is one of those. That's so and it fun. Should be, it should be entertaining. A whole new generation of kids will get, um, will get, uh, acquainted with the Adams family and it yeah, should, should be that. a great time. Charity Potter was here. She's only, I think she's only been doing it either two or three years, but well, she, she does, kills it. She does such yeah. a great job up at Wellston with that. And uh, you know, all four of these plays in our high schools are great, yep, but they're great. this weekend, 
uh, at Wellston Friday evening and Saturday evening at 7 p.m. and then Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock at Wellston High School. Tickets are only $5 for general admission seating, uh, $10 for reserve seating. That's down front. So um, you can get tickets not only at the middle school or the high school at the door, also at Daisy's Hometown Coffee downtown. All right. Uh, then we want to tell you that the next week, including uh, in, in addition to all those Easter egg hunts, it'll be the Apple Festival contest on Friday evening, the Little Gosh, Miss Apple Festival. It is that people. time, isn't it? Yeah, and there is a bunch of candidates. In Saturday's paper, we're going to have a list of all the little girls that want to be Little Miss Apple How Festival. How many are there? Do you know? You know what? I didn't count them, okay. but there's uh, it, it fills the page. A lot. <laughs> all right. And then on Saturday, it will be the uh, Miss Apple Festival contest yes. for 2023. And I know that there's nine contestants. We've okay. not received that information yet, but in Wednesday's paper, we'll have the pictures and profiles, I think. Very good. All right. So there we are. Now, if you'll allow me, I'll get back to work so we can continue to try to do a good job. Pete, you are you're more than welcome to go back to work and, and uh, create some more award-winning content. How's that? All right. Well, thank, thank you very much. We appreciate it, Jennifer. Thank you. All right. Well, um, before we get out of here, got to do the cycle search. Oh, clue. cycle search. Yeah. That's right. Because today is Friday, uh, Cycle Search Clue brought to you by Jenkins Care Community and Mark Porter Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Jackson. So I want to thank them for that. Today is day 30 of the Cycle Search. Here is your clue. The last day of March and no April Fools. With no winner, you better sharpen your tools. Hmm. Okay. I wonder where the clue is there. I Probably that last line, right? Better sharpen your tools. Yeah. I don't know. You must need. Uh, I'm not going to say anything. I'll, interesting, I'll, I'll get somebody off the track. When yeah, when I read that, I'm like, uh, okay, not sure where they're going with that one, but it has to mean you, something. You just got to put them all together. You do. You all do. Right. All right. Well, have a great weekend, well, everyone. Well, one last thing I want to say. Yes. We do have a wind advisory for tomorrow. Yes, we AEP do. AEP Ohio, in anticipation of maybe more trouble. I think the wind is not supposed to be quite as bad, but bad. Man. Um, be aware about, uh, you know, the chance to maybe lose power again. Yep. Maybe prepare for it a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, AEP Ohio put out a nice story. It's not about a nice thing, but uh, kind of a preparation warning story yes. that we do have online now. And that would apply not just to AEP Ohio customers, but anybody who might lose their electricity. So you might want to look at that. Okay, very good. We have good. it online now on yep. Facebook. And just be careful out there. All right. All right. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. Thanks for watching. See Bye-bye. This just in. The Telegram News has a new website. TheTelegramNews.com. Same dedicated coverage. Same trustworthy news with a brand new look. Covering Jackson and Benton County and surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, TheTelegramNews.com has its finger on the pulse of the community. Stay up to date on local events, high school sports, and breaking news. TheTelegramNews.com. Subscribe today at TheTelegramNews.com. Check it out.